0: Hey movie junkies, this is Movie Addicts Anonymous where every media junkie is welcome. I'm Jay here and how's everybody doing out there? I'm recording this on Christmas Eve. I think I actually I'll probably put the audio up today on Christmas Eve and then usually a day or so later I put the YouTube up. And today I am not talking about a Christmas movie. This would really make sense for me to be talking about a Christmas movie. But I'm not going to. I'm talking about X-Men The Last Stand or X-Men 3 or the movie that ruined the franchise. Let's go with that. Movie that ruined the franchise. I hate this movie. (laughs) Okay. Like, okay. Um, okay. I don't. That's a very strong opening. Very strong (laughs) words. Like, those are fighting words. Hot take. Hate this movie. I don't think I'm alone on that. I don't hate the movie. Um, there's a lot of things that I am thoroughly disgusted about the movie and I have a lot of opinions and I want to talk about it, but it's definitely going to be low on my list, like low, low, low on my list for all of the X-Men movies because uh, it's just, there's a lot of things that they did so wrong to ruin this franchise and it pissed me off. Um, all right, so let's just get into X-Men Last Stand. Uh, the, it came out, the release date for X-Men Last Stand came out May 22nd, or no, May 26th, 2006. Uh, so this is six years after the original film. Uh, it won the box office that weekend. Uh, this is actually made the most money out of all, uh, three films in the trilogy, but that's just usually what happens, uh, but yeah, so this was, uh, number one in the box office making 45 million dollars, uh, number two in the box office that weekend was The Da Vinci Code, um, X-Men Last Stand was the only movie that came out this weekend, so all the other movies had been in, in theaters before, so this isn't, like, their opening weekend numbers, The Da Vinci Code made 10 million, number three was Over the Hedge, I actually saw Over the Hedge, it's that, like, animated film, I don't think it's Pixar or anything, but... Um, 7 million. Uh, number four in the box office was Mission Impossible 3. One of my favorite Mission Impossibles. Um, I want to go over and watch those at some point And review them on the pod, because that's why I watch movies ever, is to review them on the pod. Um, uh, making 2 million. And number five was Poseidon, making 1.6 million in the box office, May 26, 2006. Uh, yeah, so this movie was a success in from a business standpoint it made a lot of money uh the budget for this film was 210 million dollars domestically it brought in 234 and worldwide it made 460 million dollars so it it talk talking money wise it was definitely a success i mean it was the I think it was marketed as, like, the final movie of X-Men movie. Definitely supposed to be, like, the end of, like, the trilogy because it's, like, the last stand. So, I think that's why everyone wanted to go. Plus, people were – I think the reason why this movie made so much money is because people were expecting a really good film after X2. Like, X2 was so good. You guys heard my review. Like, you know that I gave it, like, 8 out of 10. Like, I love X2. Uh, but, it, and then people got this. And I remember going to the theaters and not loving it. Like, I, and I remember me and my friends ended up leaving and were like, yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, not great. Uh, but yeah, so if I pull up my list of the X-Men showdown, I have three movies on the list right now. Number one, coming in number one is X2 with eight out of ten chips. Uh, coming in number two is x X-Men 2000 with 7 out of 10 chips, and number 3, X-Men Last Stand with 4.8 out of 10 chips. Not good. That's a, That is That means this movie is not Movie Addict certified. That, this is one of the first films I've reviewed on here that I am not recommending. <laughs> I'm not recommending anyone to watch this. It was. It's not movie Addict certified. If it's five, if it's under five out of ten, it's uh, it's boo, boo. Um, but the total box office for this franchise so far for the first three f- films was one point one billion dollars. So this was definitely a successful franchise. I mean, they made a billion dollars, brought in a billion dollars. And uh, that's why it kept going. And the next film after this is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. We'll get into that. It's probably going to be a tie between Last Stand and that. We don't know. I don't know. I th- I haven't watched it in a long time. I think Origins is going to beat Last Stand. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, so the, the reviews for this movie, IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10, higher than me. And Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave it 57% critical and audience is 61%. So everyone gave it higher reviews than me. But I, I'll i talk about it when I get into my movie attic chips. Um, because most of them are... It's just going to be me bitching. Um, I'm, I'm going to tr- I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to talk about some of the positives in this movie as well. But I'll tell you why I think this movie ruined the franchise. And I am so happy. Days of Future Past... Revamped everything, and I think that's why, like, Days of Future Past just kind of revamped the whole series and was like, Let's just like, fuck that. The, those movies, you kind of get us get a lump the trilogy in as a whole, and uh, let's just redo this shit. And they did, uh, so top build in this movie was Hugh Jackman. Uh, we've talked about him like a lot because he's top build, I think he's like number one build in all these movies. Uh, second build was Halle Berry so Halle Berry got a bump she kept getting up paid more and more in each film and then she was second build in this because she was in this uh, movie a lot I loved Storm's hair in this movie that is one plus that I loved Storm's hair in the danger room scene uh, like when that's how you're introduced to the X-Men and they're you see that they're kind of becoming like a unit where like Colossus, Iceman, uh, Shadowcat, rogue storm wolverine they're all like uh fighting sentinels in the danger room that was a cool little montage and when i you see halle berry's hair i was like yes i love this wig this wig's working for you love it um and then third build was ian mckellen magneto love him didn't love what they did with him in the movie but love him uh patrick stewart and fifth build was Famke Jansen. Famke, Fomke, Famka, Famke, Famka. I, I, I need to look up how you say her name because I, I don't know how to say it. Um, I wonder if I can Google. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> how do you say Famke Jansen? That's pronounced Famke Jansen. Oh, it's pronounced Famke. I was saying it right the first time. I'm proud of myself proud of me um yeah so that is the stats of this movie and let's get right into movie addict chips movie addict chips where these are the major points in the movie that I want to talk about um if you guys have listened to my reviews before you know that um this isn't just like a blow by blow which you know I'm a fan of that um but no this isn't a like just I'm not gonna sit here and just recap the film. Um, I just talk about my favorite parts of the film and or my least favorite parts, just the major things that I think are important of the film that I we should talk about. My first movie addict chip is uh, just Jean Grey uh, in her flashback uh, scene and and in the whole Phoenix backstory. Uh, her fla- flashback scene I really like. That's how they open up this movie. These movies do good with openers. Uh, the first opening scene in the first film, like, I think it was Rogue, uh, kissing a boy for the first time and like putting him in a coma. Second movie opening scene was Nightcrawler. And then third opening scene is uh, Jean Grey as a kid. And they de-aged uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Uh, it made them look 20 years younger because it was 20 years in the past. This doesn't add up in the timeline. See, I know. Like, uh, that's why it is kind of annoying and confusing that you can always just be like, well, different timeline. But they wouldn't look like that. They would look like Fassbender and McAvoy 20 years ago. They would. That's, uh, so that doesn't add up. But then you're like, well, this is a different timeline. So maybe they aged differently or w- looked different in this timeline. Maybe that's the, the, I don't know, but they wouldn't look like that. <laughs> I want to see Fassbender. He is gorge. I want to see Fassbender. McAvoy is pretty hot, too. Like, in that movie Split, when he becomes, like, the beast dude, and he gets all, like, ripped, and he, like, rips off his shirt, and there's, like, veins and shit. Like, uh, I'm into it, okay? I am into it and in all of his 50 personalities, all right? uh, But Fassbender, he is one of my... Number one all time crushes. I just I don't know what it is about him. Uh, I like him. Uh, so yeah, this flashback scene, cool. You get to see like the arrogance of Gene. um, even as like a little girl, and so it's it. The whole Phoenix backstory is really annoying in this film, because as if you're a comic book nerd or a fan or watched Dark Phoenix, the newest movie, um you know that the Phoenix is like this cosmic entity. Like it's like an alien and it, uh, possesses Jean. And that's why she gets super powerful. Um, in this film, they made it like, she was just a bitch. as <laughs> like a little girl and her powers were insane. She was a, what was it? A class five. That's like the highest, um, level of, a yeah, of a mutant is class five. Uh, like Magneto is probably like a four, and and Professor is like a four, and uh, so apparently this iteration of the Phoenix story is that she's just a cunt uh, because they go and they're like they're like how powerful are you and she's like oh my she says something I can't remember the line but she says something bitchy and then she like she's like oh, I'll show you how powerful I am and then she like raises all the cars and you see the Stanley cameo where he's like his water out of his hose starts going up and like all the cars in the whole neighborhood. And they're like, uh, holy fuck shit. Holy fucking shit. And, uh, so apparently, uh, the professor saw that she wouldn't be able to control all of her powers because she's so dangerous that she can literally rip things apart by its atoms. So we put these like mental blocks in her telepathically And cage essentially caged the bitchy side of her. So she talk about split. Uh she got a split personality. And that personality's name was Phoenix. Uh or dark phoenix. And that was hidden and no one knew that it was that there was a dark, deep, dark Phoenix alter ego inside of Jean. And it came a crashing back in this film, crashing back. Um, and I don't like that. That's a really annoying. That's like everyone's biggest flaw watching this film. They were like, "This is stupid. This is the this is what it is. And like, Gene has like barely any lines in the film. Like, so we find out early, and then okay, let's just get into the fact that I'm gonna start listing all of the reasons why this movie ruined the franchise one they fucked up gene in the phoenix backstory they just changed it and it's stupid two cyclops gets killed off screen like cyclops gets killed in the first like 20 minutes james marsden hot af um keeps hearing gene scream in his head he does have an awesome line this is gonna be my quote and quotable uh my quote and quotable one of them where he's still upset about Gene and, uh, he goes, uh, and he's talking to Logan and Logan's like, we need to move on. And then Scott goes, not everyone heals as fast as you, Logan. And I love that. Um, I just realized, I forgot, I was going to start doing a new segment in, uh, My episodes, I wanted to do it before I do uh, my Movie Addict Chips, so I'll do it really quickly. I wanted to do uh, a summarizing statement where I just, uh, I want to call it a summarizing statement of the whole movie where I just kind of describe my feelings of the whole movie in one sentence. And my summarizing statement for X-Men Last Stand is, this movie ruined the franchise. Okay, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) That's it. Wanted to say that. Have I said that yet? I think I have. Um, Yeah, so Cyclops gets killed. So number two reason why this uh, movie ruined the franchise. Cyclops dies off screen. He's supposed to be, like, the leader of the X-Men. And he's just, like, gone. And now Storm's going to become leader of the X-Men. It's like, what? Um, Because Jean apparently, like, evaporates him with her... Disintegrates him with her mind. We guess. Because they go to, like... Um, where she died in the second film, or supposedly died but didn't because Dark Phoenix came a knocking and saved her, put her in a telekinetic cocoon, which like her hair grew, but like how was she eating? Like when she like starved? I don't know how long it was in there. Her hair is like super long compared to the second film. I don't know. Uh, maybe the Phoenix has long hair. The Phoenix likes long hair. Doesn't like her short little bob. Even though I really loved her hair in the second film. And she kind of had, like, Storm's hair. They, like, traded hair. Jean and Storm, like, traded hair in the third film. Uh, they go and find his glasses just floating. And they bring her home. And that's pretty much everything about Jean. Oh, and then she, like, go- goes and joins Wolverine, the Brotherhood. And she just has, like, no lines. She's just, like, standing there angrily the whole time. And then just starts fucking shit up. And then when she starts really fucking shit up, even Magneto goes, What have I done? And it's like, That's a terrible quote unquote. And that's, and I, it's like, it, This is what you wanted. She's doing what you wanted. Ugh. All right. Number two movie addict chip Mystique was done so wrong. Mystique was done so dirty. I love Mystique. Mystique's my bitch. You know she's my queen from the first two films, and in this movie, she also she was my queen in the first few scene, scenes when she's like being interrogated, and when she um turns in that little girl in the truck and she's like, "I'm gonna kill you," but they the writing did her so wrong. Instantly loses her power. She gets shot with the cure bullet, loses her powers. The woman who plays her is hot as fuck. But, and then after she loses her powers, Magneto just goes, something's going on with my camera. Magneto just fucking abandons her. And he's like, oh, you're one of them now. Sorry. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. And like Lee and like abandons her. And it's like, I thought they had more of a connection than that. They were trying to make Magneto like a super villain, but, and cause he's so hardcore just about mutants. But that's, I don't think that's how he would actually do that. I don't think he would ditch her like that. And then she goes and turns on Magneto and like, and they're like, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. And it shows her like turning in all over all of like where his like headquarters is and shit. No, this is not cool. No, they wrote third thing they ruined the franchise with mystique mystique should not have been ruined like this i love her so much she got the fucking cure professor said beat it and now she turns on him that's not okay okay she needed more i love her scenes in the first two films and what why did they do this to her i was just very upset about it i forgot that she lost her powers it was very like Big powerful moment, and plus, she would still be helpful to the cause because, yes, yeah, she wouldn't have her shape shifting abilities, but she's like a badass, like ninja warrior fighter spy. Like, she would still be helpful to Magneto, even human. Um, but uh, I don't know <laughs> who knows. Um, but I do okay. So, my next, mo- um, these aren't even movie attic chips, these are just my next reason this room in the franchise. Is the rogue love triangle? Boo. Have I mentioned that I don't like Anna Paquin? <laughs> well, I'm gonna mention it again, okay? And I don't like her love triangle with Bobby and Kitty with Elliot Page now, uh, playing Shadowcat, and like, and she's like, I can't touch my boyfriend. And he's like, uh, and Bobby's like, why are you freaking out? Well, because he was, like, ice skating with Katie. Okay, that's a little fucked. Like, that was a little risque. They're, like, ice skating. she's like, thank you so much, Bobby. (laughs) Like, Juno, I'm Juno. And he's like, what? Why why would you say that? And I don't know. I just, um, and Rogue is watching it. And Rogue wants the cure, which I understand why she would want the cure. Because, like, it's just... (laughs) I don't know if there was a cure for gay people to become straight. I don't know. I might have taken it at one point in my life when I felt, like, hated for being who I am. I don't know. I underst- I can understand and relate to her on that level. But she's doing it for a boy. And that's what Logan even says. He's like, are you doing this for some boy? And she's like, nah, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me, Logan. I, I just, I can't, like, her voice is ridiculous. <laughs> and... She's like, I can't even touch my boyfriend. And Bobby's like, I've never put any pressure on you to, like, to touch. She's like, you're a boy, Bobby. There's only one thing on your mind. And, like, another quote unquote when he, she walks off. And he's like, Ugh. Um. So Roe gets the cure. And then they hold hands at the end. And she's like, yeah, I did it for me. And that's their whole storyline. Stupid. Uh, like, just unnecessary drama bullshit. I also... I did like the Iceman in Pyro uh, Showdown. Pyro's a fuckboy in this movie, and I love it. <laughs> he's like... I really like Aaron Stanford as Pyro. He's a badass. It's really cool. He ha- He's like full-on in the Brotherhood now. He's like Magneto's number two because Mystique got cured. And... He has, like, that little, like, flame thing on his wrist. Kind of like the web slingers for Spider-Man, but it has fire come out of it. And he's badass. That one scene in the final scene at the end, which I'm going to talk about, when Magneto's throwing cars and he's setting them on fire. Like, that is so cool. Like, there are some really cool moments in this movie. Also corny but I did, like, and then you saw Iceman go full ice, like, there were some cool, like, iconic moments in this movie, um, but, rogue love triangle bullshit, not a fan, not here for it, all right, number four, movie addict chip, um, the Gene and Logan relationship, so this isn't really a reason why this movie ruined the franchise, um, I do like their ongoing relationship and that one scene when she wakes up, um, in the lab underneath the mansion and she's like in those like short li- short little shorts and like a crop top and Logan is like in a tank top and he's standing over her, and th- they just like hardcore start making out and she like scratches him and he heals and they're like about to fuck, like they're about to fuck on this operating table. I was into it. I was, like, feeling all kinds of things. I was like, okay, Famke. Okay, Hugh. Like, I was into it. Hughkey? Hughkey. Famu. Famu or Hughkey? And I'm, like, I'm so into shipping this shit. Um, But then he stops it, and he's like, Gene, this isn't you. And then she goes all, like, her face kind of turns, like, uh the vampires in Vampire Diaries. You know what I'm talking about? When they're, like, when they get, like, blood hungry and, like, the veins come down their eyes. That's kind of what happens to her face. And she uh, flings him away and leaves the mansion. And then, uh, so, th- that and then the whole, like, he has to kill her at the end. Um, Very tragic. But I just... Uh, I don't know i don't really buy their their relation their love relationship because it was really just a lot of will they won't they it's not like they ever dated like they really didn't meet that long ago if you really think of like watching these three movies back to back he only met gene i know it, it was like six years to us and we we're watching him but really the timeline of these movies if you take out the portion that she was dead or in water cocoon like may, they've known each other maybe a year, not even. Like under and then like a lot of times he was like gone cuz he like came back in the second film. So they don't they haven't known each other that much. They've never even fucked. It's just weird that I I liked it but their relationship, but I just wanted more and then when he kills her, he's all like sad about it. And it just didn't hit. It wasn't as powerful as when she sacrificed herself in the second film. Um, it, like, it just, it didn't even, like, it didn't spark a tear. I think by that point in the film, I was just, like, pissed. (laughs) I was like, this shit's over. Um, yeah, so, let me see here. Oh, yeah, so, my number five movie addict chip, uh, this is an awesome, this is actually my favorite scene of the film, probably, uh, when Gene goes home. So, Jean, uh, almost fucks Logan, leaves the mansion, they use Cerebro to find her, and she is at her house, like, her house that she grew up in, and this is when shit goes wild, so, um, uh, Magneto has already, like, joined, like, formed a team, he has Juggernaut, which is, Juggernaut gets a nice quote-unquote about the end, where he's like, do you know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! uh <laughs> That's a good quote unquote by Juggernaut. Um, uh, played by Kane Marco. I mean, no, not Kane Marco. Kane Marco is Juggernaut's name. Played by Vinnie Jones. The problem I had with Juggernaut, and it's funny because I just watched Deadpool 2 um, with a couple of friends last night after watching this film, and Juggernaut was done so much better in Deadpool 2. But they didn't even mention the fact that he's the professor's brother. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, Juggernaut played by Vinny Jones. That was a good casting by him. Okay, and then, so his, so Magnino's team is Juggernaut, uh, Callisto, multiple man played by Eric Dane, Mc, steamy from Grey's Anatomy. Eric Dane's hot as fuck. Uh, who else is in it? Uh, there's... Though I don't know the other people's names, there's like, oh, Psylocke was in this movie. I'm just like reading all the names. Spike is in it, uh, j- um, and Pyro. I uh, just a, kind of a bunch of red shirts. I don't know, and uh, it's a fight. So Storm and Wolverine are like outside of the house and so is juggernaut spike and callisto and pyro and magneto and the professor go in to talk to Jean. now uh, she shit starts going down she starts like ripping the house apart to shreds wolverine's like i'm going in there and juggernaut's like no you're not and they start fighting for some reason because the brotherhood next Men always have to fight that was cool and uh and then uh the professor is trying to get through to her and the Phoenix is like, stay out of my head. And Jean's like, kill me. And then, uh, she lifts the professor out of his chair and fucking rips him to shreds and kills the professor. Number one. Am I on five reason why this movie destroyed, ruined the franchise. They killed the professor. They're just fucking killing everyone. At this point, Cyclops is dead. The professor's dead. What's going on? Why are you just killing everyone off? This is so stupid. Um, I'm so glad they retconned this whole movie. This whole fucking movie. But that scene was awesome. Very dope. And then you cut to, like, a sad Professor's Dead scene. Everyone at the mansion's crying. We get it. Now, all of this movie comes down to the final showdown. I call it the Golden Gate Bridge scene where Magneto, like, lifts up the Golden Gate Bridge um, to bring his massive army of mutants. I don't know where he got this massive army of mutants, but he has a fuck ton of mutants. He had like a nice speech riling them all up to take out Leech, this mutant who has the power to stop mutant abilities, and they turned it into a cure. And then there's like six X-Men, and Iceman's like, but we're outnumbered. And Wolverine's like, we're going to do a last stand. I don't know if he actually says that, but that's what he's like. Hold the line. And uh, so they that's when they have the big ass showdown. That was a cool scene. Uh, you got to see Storm and Callisto fight. You got to see uh, Pyro versus Iceman. And... Oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention Beast. He's one of my chips, too. Um, uh, Beast is played by Kelsey Grammer in this movie, which is really funny. Uh, Frasier is Beast. Um, That was cool that we got to see Beast. Um, I actually didn't mind him as Beast. That um, was a cool part of the movie. We got to see him fighting with them. Uh, And the show, I mean, it was cool. wasn't that great. Shadow Cat's, like, running through walls as... Juggernaut chases her. Says, "I'm Juggernaut, bitch." Um, Magneto throwing cars. Pyro setting him on fire. Blah blah blah. Kind of standard shit. It was. I mean, it was cool, but not as epic as it could have been. And then um, all. Co- oh, and then the Beast stabs Magneto with the cure, and he loses his powers. And he's like, "I'm one of them," which is such a shitty ending to him and then logan ends up killing jean which while he's killing jean her powers is destroying everything she just like shredded like all the mutants all the pieces, she's just shredding everyone just shredding everyone by their like atoms they like, she can't do that to Ma- to Wolverine because of his power but she does shred off his shirt and most of his pants and you get to see some shirtless Hugh Jackman again Luckily her power only shredded off his shirt. He's looking hella gorge and hella ripped. And then he kills her. And then she kinda smiles before she dies because she like the gene that's in there knew that she uh, Phoenix was being hella cray. And that's how this movie ends. And then there's like a little bit of like a I don't even know, hint cliffhanger where it shows I do like how they brought back the chess metaphor. And now it's just Magneto playing by himself. Not Magneto anymore. Now he's just Eric playing by himself. And he kind of like focuses on one of the metal pieces and maybe wiggles just a tiny bit and then ends. The movie ends. So that's X-Men Last Stand. Not good. So many reasons why. Oh, that this movie ruined the franchise. Magneto lost his powers. Mystique lost his powers. The Professor died. Jean died. Cyclops died off screen. Like, I, n- n- sh- there's so many stupid things. A lot of it was, like, corny and annoying. Oh, also, um, Avasarala from The Expanse. I love her. I don't know how to say her name. I sh- I don't even want to, like, butcher it. Um, she's in this movie as, like, one of the, uh, like, scientists that made The Cure. I love her. She's such an amazing actress. And, uh, yeah, Shoray Agashu. I just got canceled. No, I love her. She's an Indian actress. She's amazing. She has that very, really, like, raspy, like, I just smoked 50 cigars voice. Uh, she's a really good actress. But, yeah, that sums up this movie. Not great. Next one's gonna be X-Men Origins. Hopefully there's more good things to talk about in that film. Have I even talked anything good in this film? There was a few things I thought was good, right? I don't remember. I don't re- remember. But thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you want more. Um follow me on Instagram at movieaddictpod. pod. And uh email me at Movie uh I think it's Pod at gmail.com for movie suggestions of what you guys want me to cover. And tell me what you think of this. Leave comments below on the YouTube video. Let me know. Let's discuss. What are your chips? Should this movie be higher than I think? Does it deserve a 4.8? Or am I just being super critical? We don't know. But as always, guys, thanks for listening. And use protection.